Oh yeah, we got to do that now, don't we? Hang on. Yeah. I'll bleep it. I mean, I can, I can oh, wait, follow the on. super chats. And... I gotta pull this up. Yeah, follow the super chats for me because you know how it goes. Let me know if I'm drifting at any time a little bit too far into the light because this is an awkward setup with my desk. Um, I, I I'm not worried about the, the the rule. You know the rule, right? Yeah. The, the, there's two rules. for What's the rule? If you know the rule, tell me what the rule is. What's the rule? The rule is who gives a shit what we look like. No. We're close. That's the spirit of the rule. There, there's, there's one rule, but two sayings that cover it aptly. What's that? Perfect is the enemy of good. And then uh, the derivative or more uh, bane or base uh, version of that is it's good enough for the girls we date. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, that's it. How's my audio? Is my audio all right? Am I coming in too hot? No, you're good. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. The only reason I ask is because I found with this, because, you know, technology is so wonderful. Everything's digital. Um, when I hook up this microphone to my high-definition camera, they communicate because of firmware, and they tell each other, no matter what Aaron does to the game, no matter, even though we are owned, by our master, even though he bought and paid for us, we're going to determine at what level we record. So when I plug it into my high-definition camera, it's super hot. I could turn the, the gain all the way off. It'll still record at 50%. So then when I go and do the video editing, one more fucking chore that the Silicon Valley nerds of Fucktardoville decided to put in there. One more chore is that I got to lower the volume down to about 20% in the video editing software. So it's just another... Well, why don't you do high definition? It's like, well, here, here's a perfectly good reason why. You know, it's, why Listen, don't you do? Man, on, on a lighter note, I, I, um, the reason I was a little bit late was because I needed some caffeine, so I went to go grab something, and there were a lot of uh, different options available. And I thought, why don't I get the one that's the same color as Clary's favorite uh, football team? So, um, oh, yeah, my football team—the one I own or the one you own? The one that you like to root for because you're big into the local civic uh, spirit. Do you remember last year when the Vikings were, I think, in the playoffs and they were about to go to the Super Bowl and everybody here in the Twin Cities, and again, I don't know because it was the Twin Cities and it's very localized. It's like most people don't know what's happening in Green Bay unless you live there. Uh, but the Skull uh, chants and advertising and, and the memes, did you guys ever see any of that outside of Minnesota? I, I've heard about that. I've seen a game before where they do that stupid horn. It's like and yeah, then that that yeah. Even though even though all the players on the Minnesota Vikings are black, and there's not one drop of Viking blood, there's no Svens or Olies out there playing. No, this is last year when the when the Vikings were they're about to go to the Super Bowl, and for the second time in my life, they lost their chance to go to the Super Bowl because they're they're. A kicker missed a pretty easy field goal. Oh, I do remember this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I was like, good. God bless it. You piece of shit, Minnesotans. You fucking retards. And so uh, it was, that was the only time, like the only time I really pay attention to sports ball is when these inferior people, and that's what they are, get excited about any team. It doesn't have to be the Minnesota Vikings. It's any team where their happiness, their value in, in life is based on whether a bunch of guys who have nothing to do with the state that they're from. You know, they're all just the best in the nation and they got recruited and drafted. There's no like home team pride. Uh, and then they, they failed to get to the Super Bowl twice in a row now because of a missed field goal. 
oh, it's just like, oh, that's it. And so what they had is this thing called Skull, I guess, which is, I don't know, Scandinavian for victory or pride or who knows what. Uh, and everyone was just like, Skull and Skull. You know, someone make a, a, a field goal or score a touchdown. You could hear people in the bar yell out, Skull. So like the Carlson School of Management, that never made it past Minnesota borders, right? No one ever heard of it. Well, there was this great montage of that year when they lost on that missed field goal. Yeah. And uh, it was a, a collection of people's reactions to it because they were sure they were going to win. They were Vikings fans. It was really funny. And then it turned tragic because people were so upset about that. Oh, well, they got nothing else to do. You know, it was like it was like uh, those compilation videos where it shows the mainstream media people. And the Young Turks and all of them, Rachel Maddow and all those guys, as Trump started to win over the night and Hillary started oh, yeah. to lose. It's a lot like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just like, ah, you're such a pathetic fuck. You got nothing going on in life that the the outcome of this election is going to determine your happiness for the next four years. And with the Minnesota Vikings or any team, it's not just to pick on a Minnesota Vikings. I just have to deal with these dipshits here on traffic. Uh, oh God, it's just great. It's it's better when they lose. It's just better when they lose. It's like, yeah, go back to your fucking normie life with your debts and your fucking commutes, you inferior pieces of shit. Well, speaking of sports ball and activity, our first super chat is from already. You know, yeah, you can probably guess who it's from. Oh, that does he work? He says, <laughs> you know, no, I got Here's what I gotta know. Here's what I gotta know. Does Atham work? He shows me pictures of him doing windows and him washing things and all this stuff. And then the guy goes to school for chemical engineering in Reno. He got dropped down into the thing. He's, he's got a ways to go uh, for a commute. And I'm like, how is he always available? Is he watching his fucking Mexican soap operas, eating bonbons? And then like, uh, I'll Photoshop a picture of me washing windows. What, what does he want? What does he want now? Well, he gave us $2 and he says, he's talking to you. He says, no wonder your steps are not increasing on Fitbit. <laughs> wow. You know what? I woke up this morning at 1030. Because you got to, you know, it's affirmative action Fitbit. You got to give Atham. He's, he's just a no good, dirty Mexican. You got to give him a leg up. You know, I got my, my Fitbit privilege here. So I slept in late. You know, I let him, I let him get, you know, let him get a little head start there. And then I uh, woke up and I took a look at the, you know, they got the rankings or whatever you call it. Of course, Marcus, Space Marcus is top. Marcus is, and I'm not even going to bother trying to compete with Chuck Yeager on that one. But, you know, Atham, he's within range. There's another guy called Trevor. And, you know, the smack talking already starts. And I was, first thing I was going to do was go to the, uh, to the gym. And I was only going to lift weights. And I looked, I'm like, ooh, Space Atham, he's within range. So I'm like, I can bang out a mile on the treadmill. So I just banged out a mile and now. I think I'm ahead. Hang on. Let me take a look. Let's see. See if I'm beating our beloved Mexican agent in the field. One mile? Because he's talking smack right now. Last I checked, I was ahead. Takes a while for this to load up. There we go. Yeah, what's he blathering about? He's 800 steps behind me. What? What? So, <laughs> so thank you, Atham. Yes. Uh, when he When he wants to talk smack, he better... You better be ahead of me. You get a Fitbit or no? I don't have a Fitbit. Um, I did make it to the gym this morning. Mm. I don't know. I don't think I can keep up with with Marcus Brown. That's why oh. I'm I'm a little bit hesitant to uh, to get in on this. The, the the no, you you gotta understand. Marcus is on a league on his own. I think his his job is very conducive for him just running around all the time. I'll compete against Marcus if I'm in Vegas or out west because of all the hiking I do. Then then maybe, and I I'm emphasis on maybe. 
maybe you stand a shot. Uh, but if Marcus knows you're on his tail, he'll just hit the afterburners and go. And and the, uh, the you know how many miles I walked the last day just to beat him. I remember you were. It was over Thanksgiving. It was while I was out of town, and you mm-hmm. played soccer with various uh, nieces in order nieces. to do that. Stereo soccer, two girls, two balls. It was very, very tiring. Uh, but I went nonstop. I had 28 miles, according to the Fitbit, in one day. Now, that, I, I think it overcounts. I think because I'm like, that, that maybe 26 or 25, but 28 seemed like a lot. Um, but, yeah, you got you to gotta be willing to compete. It, you either compete against Marcus, in which case you dedicate your entire week to hiking and just defeating him. No. Or it's like, okay, I'm going to go for second place. You know, it, it's uh, – Cause, are you nope. Ann fucking Sturzinger? Dude, this is my office. People are trying I, I know, to pay Well, me. okay, this is my office. There's a mute button on this thing. Yeah, the two dollar super chats just don't compare to what I can make here. Although, let's <laughs> let's go to the next one. Speaking of the we next two dollar one, okay, two dollar super, super chat, chat, but it's from our good uh, friend Nick Shulander. He just go says, ahead. "Go sports ball." So go I can... sports. Uh, dude, how's your team doing? The one you own. <laughs> Well, I don't happen to own a team, but I do know I know where Nick lives and I know where you live. And I know that your two sports ball NFL teams are playing each other this weekend. So you can talk smack about that. Oh, boy. But my team's going to kick Nick's team's ass so bad, dude. Yes. Honest to God, what is are they making construction out there? Are they building a road out in front of your office? You can hear that. Yes. What is that? They're messing with the road out there. This is why I try to only do this from uh, my place. I'm telling you. All right, all right. Well, yeah. Um, let's let me get your opinion on this. I have a very interesting. Uh, I got I got to go through a couple fan mails here, but there, we did get an interesting uh, uh, asshole consulting request. Not that this is asshole consulting, but the best uh, format to put this out would be the Clary Podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. This you're going to have to ponder and and think about this one, Cappy. I know this is a stupid question. But who is on your dream team? Like, if you need to put together a team, which characters, fictional or not, would be on Cappy's crew? Your books and channels have saved my life. Without them, I was on my way to history major. Thanks for what I do. And that's from Ahmed. Ahmed sent that. Thank you, Ahmed. And so this was this was not as simple a question as you might think. So I, I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, hang on. we got to nail this down. I said, well, what would the dream, pe- dream team be for? A presidential cabinet, global domination, scoring chicks at a bar, flying a kite, if it's winning a basketball game, it would be Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Michael Jordan. Again, give me a little more context here. Also, do the characters have superpowers, or am I only choosing them for their mortal skills? Because global domination or basketball would be pretty easy with Superman, the Flash, and Thanos. Cap, he says, let's say uh, no superpowers, and you have to put together two teams for global domination and running game on girls. Thanks, this should be interesting. Ahmed. So I, uh, I, uh, I have my team. I have my dream team. Speaking of sports ball, picked up. What, what do you have uh, for your global domination team, there, Chad? Global domination. Wow. I have um, the correct answers, by the way. I'm just curious to see if, if how close you're going to get to the correct answer. Uh, man, I, I feel like this is too broad for me to even try to guess the right answers here. Um, Global domination, no super. So you can't do the stand. Oh, I'm going to take dark sided Superman and and uh, uh, Galacticus. So you, you can't. There's no superpowers involved. So here. we're thinking like 
business people, politicians, like that's, point me in the right direction. Yeah. That's where, yeah, no, you had to put together a team of say five people. And this would be, I think more along lines of presidential candidate uh, cabinet, except instead of running a country, it's taking over the world. Uh-huh. So yes, you're kind of, maybe your business people, your politicians. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Who do you want in command of your military? Well, that, so we'll we'll say that the pre, you would think our current president would be one of them, right? No, no, well, it could be fictional or not. I mean, well, I mean, if you give me a thousand people, yes, I only had five people on on each team because I mean, I could go on forever. Uh, you know, I I don't think I'd have Donald Trump on. Uh, no, I, I'm not that big of a fan of Donald Trump. I don't hate him either. I like him, but um, no, I wasn't like even I'm not necessarily. I, I just thought you know, in charge of the military, technically he's the commander in chief. So I was like, right. Oh. But do you want him commanding troops? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Hey, go over there. Yeah, blow up that hill. Oh, that's good. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah, it's like, no, nah, I, I want someone, you know, a little bit more uh, experienced in the military. Hmm. I almost feel like I'd have to think about that a little bit and answer this. Uh, as we, I, I will answer it before I leave. I've got about 25 right. more minutes. Yeah. All right. I, All right. Is... We got 25 more minutes. Yeah. All right. Here's, here's what I got for global or world domination. Same thing. Uh, one, Thanos. <laughs> okay. Did, did you see uh, Infinity War? No. Uh oh. What was that? Never mind. The the bad guy quote, and I put that in big quotes because Thanos was not wrong. Thanos is the bad guy, and uh, the reason he is the bad guy is because uh, he has traveled the planets and the galaxies and all that, and he realized that there are only so much resources in the world, or the galaxy rather, the universe. Uh, and then if we do not eliminate, basically population control, if we don't eliminate half the, the galaxy, the population, the living creatures on it, uh, the universe will cease to exist or everything will die out. Uh, so he's, he's very logical uh, and has like no morality. So he's in search of the infinity gauntlet. If he gets enough stones, then he's basically God. Uh, I'd like to point out Nick called this in the chat. He did. did. He, he, he right. said it before you said it. Thanos, yeah, he's he's like number one. And the reason why is he's able to make cold-hearted, logical, mathematical decisions and is not influenced by emotion. Which it it's kind and that's that's where I'm I kinda I was kind of glad I, not to ruin Infinity's War for you, but Thanos wins in the end. He gets his wish and he wipes out half the half the universe's life. And I'm kind of th- it's it is the perfect movie where you know it's not just that the villain is a bad guy because he's bad, you know, like ah uh, he he's Hitler or he's Stalin and he kills people because he wants to, he gets off on it. He actually has a logic and he's right. That's the thing. He's like, hey, we either do this or we all die out. And oh, you can't and emotion and sap and vagina comes in and I'm like fuck that shit. And <laughs> uh, and no, that's why I'm like, yeah, so Thanos is is right up there. Um, number, I, well, hmm? before you go on to number two, unless you're doing these in a specific order, no, no, this is just what came to mind. Would you? How do you feel about Elon Musk? I'm just really curious. He, I did a Clary test on him a while ago because I didn't know much about him aside from that he's taking my tax dollars to play right. make believe uh, hobby, very, very, very expensive hobby. Very much Ma- so. Yeah, the man is a genius. But he's been a nepotist, not nepotist. He's he's relied on other people's money pretty much his entire life. He he came he came from a well-to-do family. I don't think super rich, but well-to-do enough. Uh, he majored in the right thing. The guy is no doubt brilliant. Uh, but 
standard, oh, look, I made a cool looking whiz bang. It's like, well, is it economic? No. Well, fucking, you know, and Tesla, hey, we're going to come up with an electric car. I'm like, I'm all for electric cars. That'd be great. I could stick a solar panel and not have to pay no more fucking gas money. What does he do? He comes out with a car that's $100,000. It's like, how in fuck's name is that going to lower greenhouse gas emissions if you believe in that? How is that accessible to the average? Tell it, what the fuck? You know, and then he's going to have home batteries. He's, he's like the girl who says she's going to sleep with you and she's really hot because he keeps dangling cool shit in front of me, like the, the home battery, the Tesla home battery, where I'm like, oh, dude, all I have to do is charge up these batteries on wind or solar. I'm like, I could plug that in and fix it. Oh, no, these batteries don't work. Hey, we're going to have an electric car that you can plug in. and Oh, that'd be kind of, oh, well, it's $100,000. It's a constant letdown. It's almost like you get this hot chick back home and you find out, oh, it's a dude. There's a penis there. It's it's so, I, I'm, and the fact he takes government money and still can't fucking get it off the ground. It's like, fuck you. Manhattan Project was done in like half the speed or half the time that it took him to not produce anything. So yeah, fuck him. Oh, I hate that I missed that particular video. Well, yeah, What's glad I got there? to hear it now. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah, you could, you could find it. All right, uh, number two, Patton. Again, uh, no time for emotion or feelings. Brilliant uh, tactician. He would be in charge of, of my military. Uh, easily, no doubt. Uh, the third one. The third one would be my... Um, who, is, who is the propaganda minister in, in German, Nazi Germany? Was that Goebbels? Or was it, was, it someone else? Himmler? It was either Gowering, Gables. Um, it was probably... It was one of those two, yeah. He's a skinny, freaky-looking fuck. Like, he looked like... You just like, ooh, something's wrong with that guy. Um, whatever. My propaganda minister, because you can bludgeon people to do what you want with the military, but it's much better if you can mobile. I mean, let's see if you could guess this, Chad. Who, without firing a shot, mobilized damn well near half the population for a cause? I'll, I'll leave it that. I don't want to mention what the cause is. I'll say it. It's a cause that leans to the left. Who, by, I'll give you a hint. Her own little self mobilized the largest army in the world. So I have two guesses. Okay. Two guesses on this one. Um, mm -hmm. Was it Catherine of Russia? Catherine who? I'm going back way into history here. So I'm. No. This no. woman has mobilized hundreds of millions of women here. In the United States oh, and the West. Okay. Probably okay. billions globally. Okay, I gotcha. Ooh. I gotcha. Um, I'm gonna say either Hillary Clinton. Nope. No. Nope. Way more, way more powerful than Hillary Clinton. Really? Way. I'll even I'm gonna get chat because you're such a good friend. I'm gonna give you one last hint. Okay. This then you should feel shame if you don't get it after this hint. She is a Chicago native. Well, somebody actually gave it away in the chat, and that was going to be it my is. next guest was Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> Good Oprah. job, the new 008. Yeah. Yep. Um, now, keep in mind, it's this is assuming my dream team answers to my beck and call. There's no fucking bullshit. I tell Thanos, come up with a plan to X, Y, and Z. Yes, sir. I tell Patton, go do your thing, and I don't want to ever see uh, you know that group of people over there that hate our guts and they've sent a bunch of terrorists. Yeah, I want that place, state, sovereign nation, whatever, to be a territory of the United States in two months. 
make it happen. And he goes and does his thing. Oprah, there's no, well, you know, I get that. Oprah, I want you to convince everyone with a vagina to think exactly this way. And I want it done in the matter of five years. Here's your budget. Go do your thing. She probably turned back to me and say, I don't need a budget. I got me. And I'm like, God damn, you go, Oprah. I mean, that's, you want to talk about someone with a superpower. You want to talk about somebody who's a mortal, but truly has something that even approaches a superpower. It would be Oprah, her ability to like mind melt, you know, Vulcan convince uh, uh, millions, potentially billions of people to do something they don't want. It's Oprah. You, that would definitely, I'd almost want her before I'd want Thanos or Patton. Yeah, uh, I guess that when you put it that way, that she really is more powerful than Hillary Clinton in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Oh, easily, easily. Um, I think Hillary's just too mean of a person where Oprah, and I still believe, I think Oprah is trying to do well. Um, I think she's just horrendously off. Just she reason, she closed, she used to have this studio called Harpo Studios down in the West Loop, and she closed that. So I'm not even sure if those are still filmed in Chicago or maybe they're out in California, well, did, but I don't. Did she retire? I mean, did she retire? Yeah, yeah she, she retired a long time ago. I think she's kind of, you know, she only, she made her 3.2 billion or whatever it was. And, you know, now she's going to go do whatever Oprah wants to do. Like woman run for president. Wo- no. <laughs> woman worked hard. I'm not going to, not going to, that woman had hustle, man. That woman, she was a hard worker. So I, I mean, I, I respect, it's just, it's sad because you think, you know, what if, she was right what if someone got into got into her mind you know like austrian economics or just basic freedom philosophy and and you know and then she took took her intelligence and skills and charisma and instead of convincing women that you know a dildo and a master's degree is all you need to cuddle up to you know what if it's what if it was the other where it's like every one of you major in STEM. Hey, it's freedom and republican and libertarianism. And my God, have you looked at socialism and communism? And uh, stay hot and thin for your husbands. You know, I mean, it it would be a completely different world if Oprah was like a libertarian. Really would, yeah. That hot and thin thing was always tough for her. I know that she was always going through cycles with that. Yeah, it's it's a mood academic discussion. So, all right, my bodyguard. You know who my bodyguard would be? Oh my goodness, and and I didn't realize we could go. It could be people who weren't even with us anymore. That's where I. Uh, your bodyguard. Uh, yeah, that- basically, these people cannot have superpowers. They can be superheroes or supervillains. What we're going for is their mortal skills, their more mortal moral code. Is the is your bodyguard still alive? My bodyguard is still alive. He'd be okay. in charge of security and the 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 elite force. Um, and I would also say the. Uh, um, well, maybe not that. He wouldn't be in charge of intelligence, but he would definitely be in charge of training the tops. Not only protect like the Secret Service. He would not only be in charge of the Secret Service and my personal bodyguard. He would be in charge of training all special forces. So this is obviously somebody in the military, you know, deep in the military. We don't know. Hmm. It's a fictional character, too. Oh, Okay. But no superpowers, okay. <laughs> no superpowers. Super superhuman powers bordering that of Oprah, but in a very physical format. I'll tell you this. I think he has the highest kill ratio in any movie. Okay. This one I'll think about for a minute. I'm going to put you on mute because the fire truck fire is trucks coming. Is going, right. God, yeah. This is what I love about Chicago. There's always a fire or someone getting murdered. So if you have Ann Sturzinger on, 
or Marcus on or Vince on. There's always, always someone getting, and yes, I know it's because of density and population, but this just, I don't know how you could sleep at night. That's, that's one thing when I get out to South Dakota. Hey, don't you remember when I visited you those couple days, what did I bring with me? Do you remember? Earplugs? No, I brought that noise machine and you were like, oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be too quiet. I need to hear noise. Um, okay. There were a couple good, uh, answers or guesses in the chat let's see like, if someone you're you're batting over three right now people are are snipering you out Who, well, what do we get in the chat didn't rambo have the biggest kill uh in, in the movie rambo didn't he have the, the most kills in that movie i don't know if you got a an m60 machine gun okay i this is rambo yes maybe so this is way more recent than rambo okay um Jeez, what are what's what are the guesses in the chat room? Well, somebody said Chuck Norris, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> no, way more badass than Chuck Norris, and it is the person's character, not the actor. So don't because Chuck Norris actually is a badass in the real world. This is not this is a character. God, I haven't seen a lot of these movies lately. Um, <sighs> kill ratio. I, I, you may just have to tell us. I don't see anybody in the chat. No one else probably... is guessing. All right, all right. I don't think so. Yeah, John Wick. John. Oh, somebody said that. Carlos. Well, where Miranda were you? Where well, you're supposed to be the monitor of the of the of the chat room? Well, Did he just he just said it a split second before you said it. It's so John it's like, Wick. Wow. John Wick. John Wick. You need him. You need him. Could you imagine? I mean, it take a lot of training, but could you imagine if I had a special elite force of 50,000 John Wicks? I could not imagine that. No. I Could you imagine that? I'm like, send one person in, have him kill 500 people by himself, by himself. Now imagine wow. if they teamed up, you get three John Wicks together and he goes into the sommelier where he picks out his weaponry. That's the other thing I like about my team is I'm like, here is the mission and the goal. I don't care how you finish it. I don't care how you achieve it. You're the expert at that. Go do it. And then so, I'm on to other things. So your team is, is Thanos, John Wick, and was Oprah? Did we say Oprah? Oprah? Yeah. And Patton. Patton, okay. In, in other words, as the chief executive, I simply do the strategic planning and figure out the goals, okay? I move the chess pieces on the global domination platform. Mm-hmm. One thing I very much believe in, whether it's politics or business management or employment is, especially when I was on the other end of it, when I was the employee, Aaron, we want this to be done. Okay, good. I get that done. Oh, but by the way, let's get our dick up your ass and our fist down your throat. And we're going to tell you how to do it to the granular uh, cellular level. And it's like, I can't do that job then. Do you want this job done? Yes or no. If you do, get the fuck out of my way and give me the resources to do it. And that's the same going the other way. It's like, I want this state collapsed. I want that town wiped off the face of the planet. I don't care how you do it. Develop that on your own because that's your specialty. John Wick, I want you to protect me. I would not have a say in how it would be done. I say, what do you want me to do? What do you think is the best way to do this? And that's why I like about this this team is they just need a goal and an objective and the rest is taken care of. Maybe they need resources. Okay, here's five divisions of tanks, whatever. 
But there's there's none of this like, oh, I'm gonna stick my nose like with Vietnam or I'm gonna tell you soldiers and LBJ, I'm gonna tell you how to do it. I'm gonna get my nose in here. It's like, no, um, <clears throat> make Vietnam free. I don't care how you do it, make it free. Now I'm gonna go fish and play with the dog or something like that. <laughs> For some reason, I thought Ronald Reagan was going to be one of these, but then you were veering away from political uh, figures. Uh, yeah, this is this is like the badass. You got to keep in mind, it, it really is a mercenary team. It, I want the job done. Um, and I'm not doing it with smiles or happiness or kindness. You know, uh, Ronald Reagan was a happy, smiley guy. Uh, yeah, this is this is a lot of it is also kind of like Rome, where it's like, I don't care if they like us. I want them to fear us. And if you were faced with the dream team of Thanos, Patton, Oprah and John Wick, and I have one more left. Uh, Oprah. I, <laughs> I mean, do you want to fuck with those guys? Do you want to fuck with those guys and gals? Not even Oprah. I would not want to fuck with. Oprah. Yeah, one of them alone. You're just kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah, I don't want to piss off Patton. You definitely don't want to piss off John Wick. You, know, you don't. You you wouldn't even see a cut. Pam will at least do you the honor and the privilege of you'll see him. You'll hear him coming miles away because he'll have a billion tanks and a bunch of armor and planes and shit. You'll know he's coming for you. John Wick, he could be behind you right now, and then you're dead, and it's just over. You just it's, John Wick would almost be as much. You know, we'd have the Wick team. Do you want do you want the Wick team to pay you a visit? I can arrange it. And they're like, oh fuck no, no. I, the Wick team. The Wick Give me team. just one second. I gotta close a window that blew open. One second. A window actually blew open. What's he doing now? Look at him. Look at him. Doing his Chad Elkins thing. I turn it off on mute. Now it won't show up. Oh, that's the problem. He's acting all goofy is what he's doing there. Hey, Chad, we're just talking, saying good things about you. I bet when I go back, you're probably calling me uh, names again. I would never do. No, Mr. Elkins. No, come on here. I care about you as much as your mother does. Your mother only thinks you can do no wrong. That's and we respect you here. Asshole consulting. All right, the final one, Darius. I'll be surprised if anyone gets this. Darius? Darius. Not my buddy from South Carolina. No, North Carolina, Charlotte. Not my buddy uh, who now lives in Phoenix. Darius, the Persian king. Yeah, I, I don't know. This uh, okay, he was like the guy that throughout history, there's always the strong man that unites the tribes. He basically, and this is really butchering the, the history of Persia. He kind of founded the Persian Empire, got everybody together and say, hey, knock it off with this shit. We're going to go. So, And not only was he a brilliant military tactician and blah, 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 and he got, but I think he also had a lot of political skills as well. And then the other thing is, Unlike his son, Xerxes, which you do know because you watched 300, right? You saw 300? Yeah, I saw that. Okay, Xerxes, the weird homosexual-looking guy they made to look gay, um, that is the son of Darius, if I remember my history correctly. Some nerd is probably, well, technically, that's not true. Uh, But Darius, if you go back and read his history, he is a badass. Patton was not a politician. Darius was a statesman, a politician, a leader, warlord. But he was also, and this would be the 
only, um, kind of like Ataturk of Turkey, the only thing I, I, only moral compass or anchoring I might have would be have Darius there where I'd say, am I doing anything morally wrong? And he'd be like, yeah, a lot. I say, okay, anything really, really morally wrong? He'd be like, nah, maybe not. I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do this. So he'd be the only thing I'd had have tethered to a soul or morality. Everything else would be kill, destroy, maim, threaten, hurt, harm, lie, deceit, brainwash, propagandize. Wow, um, that's a hell of a dream team you got there. Well, it's, it's global domination. It's not democracy. It's not fun. It's not anything I'd necessarily want. But I, I'll tell you, the globe would be conquered in a matter of uh, uh, 48 hours, uh, maybe a little bit more. But that would be the global domination team. Well, I want to give you props for the diversity. I know you're big into diversity. I so. am. I, I didn't. I didn't realize we have a female. Uh, we ha she's also black. Darius, I guess, would be Persian. Persian. Yeah. Right. Uh, although technically, that's Caucas Caucasianoid. If I think is what they call. I mean, technically, it, it's considered white, but let's just say Middle Eastern is a different ethnicity. Uh, it predates Islam. Uh, Thanos, I don't know what he is. He's an alien race of some. He's purple. We're for the purple people. There, I'm telling you, you've got the, the wide spectrum here. I, it's true. Uh, do you got time for the nightclub crew or the gaming girl gaming crew where you got to go and produce GDP? Another five minutes or so. Uh, okay, we're gonna, we're not gonna do that. All right, here, take who do you want on your team when you go into the nightclub? In the nightclub, yeah, or just scoping for chicks. Oh, okay. Well, uh, let's see. Dan Bilzerian's probably number one on that one. Good choice. Good choice. I didn't think of that. Okay. Yeah, because we're just talking a nightclub, right? We're not talking. No, just getting girls. Like, if, I don't know. What did he say? Um, uh, running game on girls. So I, I would just take that as getting girls. Like, if you're you like your entourage, you could be. Getting bottle service at a Vegas casino, or you could be out at a, you know, a bar, or whatever. Yeah, it would have to be him as my number one pick. All right, he's your wingman. Yeah, I mean, assuming he's there to help you and not take him all for. <laughs> <a second. laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, you don't have anyone else. You don't even want no girls on that team. No, no. There's. I mean, there's. I. That was just what came to mind. Um, all right, so you're in a nightclub. Who else would you pick? Uh, let's see. I would pick Vince. Glad Ahmed came up with this. Oh, Vince. Yeah, but people don't know who Vince is. Vince would obviously, yeah. Just giving him a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he would steal your, your girl. He would. And he would deserve it too. And he would deserve it too. Cause he, <laughs> let's just face it. Nobody's fucking Vince. I mean, we're not Vince. You're not a fucking Marine. You're not. You're, I, I don't want to mention his other job, which is also super masculine and manly. Ain't nobody fucking Vince. <laughs> Somebody said Michelle Obama. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm in a club. I might hell. I'm just gonna say Trump because you know. Trump. Okay. Everybody. He will elicit a reaction out of everybody, and everybody will want to talk to him. Okay. All right. Well, here's here you you've gone too literal again into the real world. Again, I've had more time to think about it. First oh. one, my wingman. Who's yours? Tony Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Um, Iron Man. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, somebody was... Billionaire. Uh, somebody was uh, mentioning that earlier in the chat as part of your original dream team, actually. Yeah, if like I don't know if I had to have a, a compilation of just a group of people I'd want around me to handle all instances, this would be a different team. But uh, yeah, so there's Tony Stark. 
the coolest man ever. Who would it be? In, in the history of the United States, real person, coolest guy ever. I'll even give you a hint. He was an actor. He is dead now. Is, he's American, you said. American. I had, British, I had a British guy in mind. No, nope, no. Nope, this is nope. about as American as you can get. Oh, um, John Wayne. Nope. Cooler than John Wayne. The no, king of cool. John Wayne. Oh, oh, yes. This guy. John Wayne was, was a badass, but this guy is cool. This guy, and he's dead. He's been dead a long time, I'm guessing, right? Uh, decades. He's been dead decades. Cary Grant. The king of cool. The king of cool. The king uh, of cool. Honest to God. Everybody in the chat room probably has it by now. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. I'll thank have... Nick for that one. Thank you, Nick. All right. Here's one. Again, this wouldn't necessarily be nightclub. This is the guy you want on your team. All right. This is probably the most understated sexy man alive today. And you'd get girls with a keen eye. So this could be a fictional character? No, this is a real person in the real okay. world, and you'd want this guy on your team. He's a little bit older, but he's probably the most masculine man alive today. Oh, Clint Eastwood. Not Clint Eastwood. Good, but he's Clint Eastwood is too old. This guy could still pull girls in their 20s all the way up to their 60s if you wanted to. Uh, geez. Okay, so he's probably in his 70s. or No, he's in his 50s. He's 50s. in his 50s, yeah. So we're talking Schwarzenegger, Stallone. Um... Nope, not that level celebrity. Okay, so lower than that. I'll um, give you a hint. He's worked for a living. Really? Um, so let me ask you, how would we know him? By television. Television, okay. Um, Hugh Jackman, no. Um, this guy has worked real jobs his entire life. Made a career off of working real jobs. And acting is not a real job, right? Acting is a trait and a secondary side skill he did not know he had until, on a bet, he tried out for the local opera in, I think it was, Pennsylvania. Oh, my goodness. Um, somebody said Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe? Mike Rowe. You want really? Mike Rowe on your team, yes. I didn't yes. know for that backstory about him. That's cool. That He is one of the coolest dudes ever, man. Like, if you look at his backstory, it's kind of like, wow, that's a, that's a real man. And you mention Mike Rowe to any woman that has a bit of couth. You say party, party girls aren't going to pick that up. But a gal of substance who actually knows who Mike Rowe, they will say Mike Rowe. Because he is, he is like the cat's meow to the because he's like buff and ripped and he does real work and da da da. Um, and the, the, and the guy is Jack. The guy is, you do not want to get in a fight with Mike Rowe. You just say, yes, sir. And uh, that. All right. Then there's two gals I have. Two gals. Okay. Two gals. Both dead. Oh. Um... But you need, you need girls to be the wing women so that these are the gals. I'll give you a hint. You walk in with them. All the women are like, what the fuck do those guys have? Like, why are these? I'll give you another hint. They're top-notch women. So, I don't. were you ever an Audrey Hepburn fan? I, you are very close. Audrey Hepburn. Rita came, Hayworth. Nope, nope. Oh, Audrey okay. Hepburn is too mousy for me. So, we not those two, but the same era, I'm guessing. Same right? era, yes. And I'll even give you another hint. The, one of the women on this team shares the same last name as Audrey Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn. Of I want of Catherine Hepburn with her eagle eye and her wit. I want her on my team. She could run all sorts of back game. Uh, I think I think Nick guessed your fifth one. Fifth one. 
Sophia Loren. Sophia Loren. There yeah. you go. Well there done, Nick. Go. He got most of these. Got yep. Yep. That's now I I could be wrong. I could be missing people. But for my nightclub uh, running game on girls, I want Tony Stark, Steve McQueen, Mike Rowe, Catherine Hepburn, and Sophia Loren. Nice. That's a and good I, mix. It is a good mix. It is a good mix. So you got to get going and do your work. I got to get going, man. Um, All right. I will. Uh, I'll catch you later. Have fun this evening. I will. I will. <clears throat> and because uh, because company parties are always, you know, it's sad. I know it sounds horrible, but you only go to these company parties. You're like, I wonder who others' wives I'd bang here. And you walk in like none of them. It's like, God, this this party sucks. This <laughs> is. Um. So. I forgot you. Um, this is going to be. Um, you had texted me about something. Just let me yesterday. Let me know when I can help you with that. Remember? Yes. Yes. We yeah. Will, just we will let me know. We'll yeah. Later. It's no rush. So, all right. We'll see you later, Chad. All right. See you later, man. Okay. Oh, uh, we got some uh, one fan mail. I got other fan mail, but it's spread across multiple email platforms. Cap, I discovered your content on YouTube just over a year ago. Your videos and books have already saved me a shit ton of heartache and misery and money. They've also helped me discover what I'd like to do professionally. I've been doing the two-prong approach for almost a year now, and I'm inching closer and closer to being able to quit my job and work for myself full-time at the age of 25. Outstanding. Anyways, I would really enjoy the chance for a quick chat with you and say thanks to see how your business endeavors are going. One of my current clients is George Bruno the popular YouTuber within the red pill manifestor space. And I think I could offer some advice on how to grow your audience and income. I looked at his site. I, I'm, I'm not, give me, give me specific actionable items here, guys. I, I don't do, would you be open for a quick chat sometime? No, just tell me what it is. I have no time, no time. That's another reason I, I don't have time to necessarily grow. I've had to spend a lot of time diversifying. And playing insurance man, getting insurance policies, creating completely new revenues of stream, uh, streams of revenue, which takes additional time, effort, labor, and, and sometimes money. And um, now that I've sown those seeds and watered them and fertilized them, now they got to grow. I do not have time for chats. I don't have time for sit downs. Tell me what the fuck it is. And then I'll see if I, yeah, hey, hey, here's your action item. All this bullshit. Like, I remember even interviewing. <laughs> Let's meet up for lunch and let it get to know you. Fuck you. You're not going to be working with me. Here's my resume. Here's my skills. Do you want to put me in contact with the hiring manager or not? We have to know how you interact. Well, I guess the hiring manager will find that out now, won't he? Or she. There's not enough time. Not enough time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we might as well do sponsors. Let's get that out of the way. <clears throat> oh, we got a new one. Not a new one. I just got the book in the mail. The Complications of a Large Penis. This finally came in. This is a spoof book because it has nothing in there. You put this book on your, I don't know, Bar. I had a bar at my bachelor pad. It was very nice. Made the bar myself. Put all the staining and everything. It came out real nice. Uh, that's something that you would put on your bar or your coffee table. And it's stupid. I know it's stupid. And the uh, author knows it's stupid. But for, was it $15, $20? How much is this? Whatever it, whatever it is on Amazon. It's only available in paperback because... Uh, it doesn't make sense to have it on Kindle. Then you got issues. 
Then you got issues if you're reading a book with nothing in it about having a large penis. Uh, this is it's a it's a gag gift. That's what it is. If you are looking for a white elephant gift, I think it's a white elephant gift. Yeah, like Christmas, you got like you want to give a book to someone on a lark or a joke. Get this book for them. And then if you happen to be a bachelor, you know women are gonna know this is a joke, and then you can put it there. And they know you don't have an incredibly large penis, but it will be a conversation starter, a conversation piece. Oh, what else we got? We got the Pence principle here. Uh, lessons all men must learn from Ford Kavanaugh. It is more essay length, as you can see, but it is vital. And for whatever the amount of money and dollars that you would spend on it, this basically will ensure you don't get Kavanaughed. You don't get falsely accused of rape or sexual harassment or throwing ice in 1987, which I think he was accused of. Did you know he drank when he was younger? Did you know he had beer when he was in college? Uh, anyway, so if you would like to proof yourself against uh, false accusations and protect your future life, now's the time. Because apparently these bitches are going to go back 30-odd years and accuse you of that. Hey, we get that book, uh, mandatory reading for all young men and old men, if you're going. God almighty, I, I get to hang out with my grandma. Uh, this weekend, grandma's still alive, 92 years old. I think now I got to ask her because I already know the answer, but I, I don't want to be impolite, but like what did any of this stuff happen back then? I mean, do women's, I want to know what the flake rate was back in 1938. That's what I want to know. What's the flake rate in the forties? Zero. I mean, I, I can't imagine women of the world war two era saying, yes, Bob, I'll show up on a date and go to the the Nickelodeon with you, and then they wouldn't show up. I gotta, I know it's gonna be impolite, but I gotta ask my my grandma. I say, dude, what did women stand men up for dates back then? I mean, really, what happened? What? So uh I guess it's a different world now. And now you gotta you gotta get vaccinated by reading books like the Pence Principle. So you don't how to how to wep, uh, bulletproof yourself against the false accusations of women. This book, this is the book you want to get for Christmas for either yourself or some young man or old man who's looking their way through life. Batch of Pad Economics, that's the Financial Advice Bible for Men. And then the latest book, which is not really a book, it is a backup. It is much larger than I thought it would be, which is all right. It kind of makes a nice little uh, coffee table book there uh, with new um uh, Covers. I redid all the covers for the best of books to have pinups by three different artists. Anyway, love letters to the left. The only way this one differs than the other backup books is that my writing has changed over the years where I no longer provide empirical data, evidence, logic, and reason because nobody listens to that when they want to be lied to. And so the lion's share of my effort over the past two years has been going into delving and understanding and explaining leftist psychology uh, because that's how we're going to advance. And I figured them out. It's actually quite sad and simple. They're just lazy and they're egotistical. They don't want to work, but they still want applause and accolades. Uh, so we can have that there. Uh, then we have the Great Emu War by the hyphen quintessentialist.blogspot.com. Uh, the Great Emu War is on Amazon.com. You can find that there. His blog, the-quintessentialist.blogspot.com is on Amazon. He also has a Teespring account, teespring.com slash stores 
slash Evans, E-V-A-N-S dash author. The promo code is Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. Everyone asks, how do you spell that? E-R-I-N? I'm like, did you not go to Sunday school? Moses, Aaron, be amazed. Maybe it's just because I went to parochial school and had, had Exodus and you know drilled into my head. How do you not know Aaron and Moses? How? How do you not know that? Abbott and Costello, Laurel and Hardy, Aaron and Moses. Kylie and Peel. Well, how, how have you, and, and Aaron and Moses predate all the rest of them. How do you smell that? Do you, re, did, did you look at, nah, never mind. <clears throat> so you can find out uh, the quintessentialist various offerings there. Arrowheadwatchboxes.com. If you have some watches, you collect watches, give them the comfort and niceness they deserve. Get them a professional luxury watch box. Um, you can go to arrowheadwatchboxes.com, check out the pictures there. And, uh, it also serves as a jewelry case in case you have some nice jewelry in demandcareer.com. If you guys are looking for a job and you don't want to go to college, this is particularly for you younger guys out there and gals, uh, check out Seth Himes in demandcareer.com. He has a training program where he'll teach you how to do digital marketing and go work for yourself. And you know, what's great. We didn't have this when I was a kid. We didn't have this, this work from home telecommute stuff since it's digital advertising it's all online you don't have to go physically anywhere you could look like a piece of shit like me look at how shit i am do you see how shit i am the hat i wear that because it's cold and i don't know i have to do my hair no i haven't taken a shower uh, and i gotta oh i gotta chop chop don't i oh i better chumma chumma you know, you can do this. Hey, do you want to be a schleppy looking dope like a cappy? Well, hey, go to Intimate Career and you get to work from home. And you're not going to make billions, but, you know, you're going to make more than. You're not going to go anywhere near the amount of debt. It's not going to take you anywhere near the amount of time. You could do it in three months with, with dedicated work and you could start making money. You'll make more than anyone graduating with a liberal arts degree. And it's going to be, you're going to have, you're not going to have debt. You're just not going to have debt. You're not going to have to borrow money for this training. Ridge wallet. Here we go. RFID compliant Ridge wallet where you can just pop open your, look how small that is. A minimalist wa- uh, wallet. You can have some money clip and get um, fit um, some credit cards in it. Yeah, it is real tight. God darn it. How do you get, there you go. Like that. You can open it like that. Put more credit cards in. You can loosen it up too. So loosening. Oh, that's what it is. You undo the screws a little bit, give it a little bit more girth. Very chic, very sharp, very minimalistic. Um, but if you like have credit card or not credit cards, if you got, you know, you save receipts and my wallet's a little thicker. It's not the George Costanza wallet, uh, but mine's a little bit thicker. But if you are a minimalist and you just got your credit card and that's it, it 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 is sharp. I just wish I I wish I could use it, you know. It's because this would not Hold that's basically it. It won't hold receipts. I need receipts so I can write stuff off. And can, if I ever get audited, I'm like, here's the receipt. Uh, we already did that. Orion'sColdFire.com. Check out our good friend who writes but also takes uh photographs. He has a photography section at Orion's Cold Fire and he does a lot of traveling. I'm one time he was in Utah, the next time he's in Boston. I'm like, how the hell. Uh, so he puts up some really good good pictures there. Take a break from that. Obama is afraid of Cheryl Atkinson. You can find that on Amazon.com. It is a documentation of everything Obama had done wrong, both illegal and not illegal, constitutional, unconstitutional. 
check that out if you want a reference book. So if anyone ever argues with you about Obama, you can you can really just look it up. Your page thread right here it is. This is what happened. And if not that, then it at least tells you what happened. You can go and look it up on the internet. Academiccomposition.com. I think, yeah, this has got to be the last week of college. So everyone's in, in final season. You're all in busy season. Uh, if you guys don't want to write your book and you just want to go home for an extra week or your book, you don't want to write your papers, contact Alex at academiccomposition.com and have him and his writing staff bang out a paper for you. No reason to, and, I mean, and, and you don't want to do this like, ah, I'm an electrical engineer. I want someone else to do my, my homework for electrical engineering. No, you don't want to do that. But all this, these two years of bullshit classes, you got to take your prereqs that have nothing to do with your degree. Now, look, if corporations outsource mundane tasks that aren't mission critical, that's smart. And we applaud them. And oh my God, we just jack up their, their stock price because they're so smart. This is no different. This is outsourcing. Smart people outsource. Just don't get busted, all right? Well, I heard Clary say that, and then I told my teacher to fuck off because I had a ha ha ha, and then I got banned, put on academic probation. Although everyone I know that got busted for academic probation, the colleges and universities are just so desperate for your money, they ultimately don't care. And I know a couple uh, adjuncts, they don't care either. They're just, I don't give a damn. Here's your fucking B plus. Get the fuck out of here. Give me my fucking money. And that was me. I didn't, I didn't really allow cheating. The dean of the school I did allowed it. Well, we'll just let him go this time. I'm like, oh. Okay, I see. Oh, I got it now. We're here to take their money. Got it. Um, but yeah, by the time by the time I had finished my teaching career, it was like B pluses for everybody. And if you show up all the time, here's your A. Yeah, you're the greatest teacher ever. <laughs> and then precious metals. If you're looking to buy precious metals, go to MN, the abbreviation for Minnesota, mngoldbuyer.com. Uh, put your order in. Tell them that uh, Cappy sent you. Or call my buddy Mike at 763-657-7843. That is 763. See, I got everyone. Is, what was fucking number was that again? 763-657-7843. Name is Mike. Let me know that Clary or Cappy or that asshole in Minnesota saying he'll know who you're talking about, obviously, there. And that's about it. What else? We had all the stuff I got. Oh, the Elkins Comprehensive Tax Guide. You guys know Chad. He's a nice guy. Go to ElkinsCPA.com. If you're the type not to file extensions, he wants you as a client. He wants problem-free clients. What else? I don't know. My books, you guys all know my books. They're all right here. But you could go to... Amazon.com and click on it. See if there's some books that will help you out. I, I give you a thousand percent rate of return guarantee with my books, meaning if you spend $10, it'll save you $100 in over the course of your life or more, likely hundreds of thousands of dollars more. Uh, we have, if you're in a charitable mood, you can do this. You can go to olderbrother.com. That's our other site slash donate olderbrother.com slash donate and there are three ways you can help out the old claremeister beyond buying books and telling people or or liking the video if you're watching it now subscribing to the channel we're almost at forty three thousand. uh you can give away your money through patreon in which case you get nothing in return you can give away your money by going to paypal the paypal link there as well and you will get nothing in return 
Or you could click on the third link, which is the Amazon banner, or you go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com, look for the tall blonde in the naughty Santa outfit with the thigh-high white boots. Like, who diggity. Thank God that was a free domain picture. You could click on the Amazon link there too, and you could just do all your Amazon affiliate shopping that you were going to do anyway. It's not going to cost you anything more than you were going to spend, so there's zero cost to you. It's just that I get a percentage and a cut. And so that is the best way to help out the old Claire. I made, holy shit, I made 78 bucks a couple of days ago. 78 bucks. I was like, look, because I look at now that I wish that was every day, but it's like somebody bought a lot of shit. I'm like, hot diggity. So if you guys want to help out, that's the best way. That's the most efficient way to do it. Um, and if you really want to help yourself out or other people, I got tons of books out there. Reconnaissance, man. Black man's got out of poverty. Bachelor pad economics, worthless. Enjoy the client. Curse of the high IQ. Poor Richard's retirement. And if you have bought them already and read them, please do a review of them online. Uh, run guts, pull cones, pushing rubber downhill. That's our good buddy, Adam Piggott. Go to pushingrubberdownhill.com. He's got those two books out. I'll get to the League of Extraordinary Podcast. It was here later. I got to bang this out. I did want to talk about this. I want, we got to go through the super chats in case there are more super chats. <clears throat> I feel bad when you guys donate the money and then the super chat or the chat room scrolls past the money. Here's Nick. All right, Nick Shulaner. Thank you, Nick. Nick, I hope you're making a lot of money. I appreciate the money. I just don't want you like going without groceries this week. How do you guarantee normies will never become successful? Just tell them how to be successful. They won't pay attention. Do you agree? Um, what is this? Who's calling me? Some scam artist. Um, here's what's... You don't have to guarantee normies will never be successful. There is no action required on your part to guarantee a normie will be success, uh, be unsuccessful. Uh, the reason why is normies just, they, they're, they're sheep and they'll follow what other people tell them. And there are more people out there willing to lie to other people to take advantage of them than there are assholes like me that want to tell you guys the truth so that maybe you improve your life. The, at the core of it is a laziness and a cowardice and a fear of having to work hard, that life is going to be harder than what they expect. And there are so many people on the game and the racket of telling people that they're entitled to this. They deserve that. The reason their life sucks is because of other things, you know, the Jews or whitey or uh, patriarchy or isms and discrimination and sexism and that they are completely sold and complete. What's the word I'm looking for? They are completely immersed within an environment that is circular and um, thorough. It's like in religion. Let me give you an example. We had to take hymnology when we were kids at the parochial school. We went to this Christian Nazi concentration camp. Um, <clears throat> it's just horrible. And one of the things we had to learn was hymnology. And you say, okay, hymnology, what's that? It's where you would memorize hymns. Now, inevitably, after three or four years of this, especially when you learn how to read, you're like, why are we memorizing hymns when we have a hymn book and we can we can just read the hymns as we go along? Why do we have to memorize? And in a lightning speed, our female teacher had an answer. She says, well, there was this woman 
and she ended up going blind. And the only hymns she could sing were those that she had memorized. And to, uh, what are you in the third grade, eight years old, maybe nine? To an eight or nine year old brain, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because in case we go blind, we better spend thousands of hours memorizing hymns. And then by about the sixth or seventh grade, you get to the logic like, wait a minute, reading isn't the only way to memorize hymns. Like, I memorized a bunch of songs just listening to it over and over again. And then there's also this thing called Braille. Why are we wasting our time again? And who knows why they had you memorize hymns? I don't know. It, it, I guess because they like wasting time and they hate children. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but the, my point is about that religion or any religion, it has an answer for everything. It has a complete self-sustaining philosophy or ideology. It may be founded in lies. It may be founded in erroneous premises. If you step out of it, you could see it for its fault at best. It's, it's flaws at best, the cult that is at worst. But normal people live in this fully contained and sealed bubble that cannot be bursted because every major institution within the United States or the world <clears throat> has an answer for everything. Uh, X happened to you? Well, it's because of Y. And it's never your own fault. Never. And I think that's one of the founding principles of this, whatever you want to call it, quasi-religion, global cult, whatever, the, the normie world, is that it's never your fault and you always deserve and you're entitled to things. Because people are just, at their core are lazy and egotists. So normies, uh, they're doomed to be unsuccessful anyway because they dare don't think outside the box. They have a completely prefabricated ideology, I don't even want to call it ideology because it's beyond politics, life philosophy that dooms them to normalcy, that prevents them from becoming successful. Because to become successful, you have to step out of the box. You have to get out of the matrix. You have to look at something different and create a whole new way of doing, you know, asshole consulting's perfect example. The red pill, telling harsh truths, that's a completely different example. Compared to what? Oprah, daytime talk shows. Oh my goodness, you're all amazing, wonderful people. And go buy this $6,000 purse because otherwise you're just a fat sow who's not popular or the queen bee. So... Normies will never be successful. You don't have to work hard at preventing a normie from being successful. They won't ever work at be they will they will they're addicted to failure. They're addicted to being a normie. So how do you guarantee normies will never become successful? Just tell them how to be successful. They won't even listen to that. If anything, you'll tell them how to be successful and you'll be called a name. You know, an ist or an ism, or you mean, or, or the favorite, my favorite one. You ignorant. You just ignorant. Like, okay, millennials. I, if it's not an ist or, like, if you didn't say anything uh, race related, even tangentially or sexually related tangentially, uh, the, the millennials will call you ignorant as the catch all. Like, you know, yeah, your, your degree is pretty worthless. No, you're just ignorant. Okay, I'm ignorant. You have fun. Bye. Uh, any other super chats? <clears throat> John Steele. Hey, John Steele's at Aaron. Why do you hate the Jews? <laughs> I don't know. 
I'd, I'd have to start hating a quarter of myself. I'm actually quite pro Jew. I'll, I'll tell you this. The, and the reason why, like if I'm ever going to join a religion, it's going to be Judaism. And the reason why is just because of the hate boner everybody hates for him or has for him. Because uh, if, if there's that much hate for a group of people, then they got to be doing something right. It's kind of like the piss off principle. Like if I'm pissing, somebody's pissed off at me. I did it right. I, I did it right. And if everybody hates the Jews for whatever reason, I'm kind of thinking like, yeah, yeah, you're my team. Yeah, I don't believe a word you got there in that book of yours. But everything else, you know, people hate me too. What did I did? Eh, I tried to tell them the truth. Eh, I was successful. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to join your team. Hey, does this quarter Jewish blood get me any credentials? Can I go buy some property at a settlement in Israel? <laughs> never set foot in a synagogue. Never read a word in the Torah. Don't know a damn thing about Judaism except they murdered Jesus. <laughs> and yeah, they, the the Egypt thing and Pharaoh and Red Sea. And hey, Canaan. And oh my God, Babylonians. And oh, Nebuchadnezzar. And then hey, the guy free. Wait a minute. Now that I think about it, I think Darius freed the Jews from Babylon or Babylonia. Maybe, do I remember my ancient history correct? Am I starting to become that guy who can answer questions in Jeopardy and maybe come away with some money? <sighs> All right. Um, I just got to bang this out. Let's get this from Reason Magazine. I think Chris Beckloff sent this to us. You guys know Chris over at. No, not the back left. No, he doesn't have a website. He just has a YouTube channel. <clears throat> Facebook also becoming a sexuality-free zone. Reason Roundup. New rules banned erotic art. Talk of shared sexual interest. Kink groups and anything that encourages sexual encounters between adults. I, I didn't think you could... Who would have thought the free market would have been more prudish and stringent and Nazi-like than the FCC? I mean, the free, you you know there's something wrong when the government is allowing more freedom than free comp, uh, free market companies, free uh, private entities. Uh, just a few days after Tumblr announced that it would ban all pornography, Facebook has bold the proverbial hold my beer with its new sexual solicitation policy. And I believe this. I believe it because it's from Reason Magazine. They're they're not they're not in the the world of. Uh, uh, oh, fake news or, or yellow journalism or sensationalism. Oh, where did it go? I had it here a second ago. Nope. Uh, Facebook will now restrict sexually explicit language because some audience within our global community may be sensitive to this type of content as well as talk about partners who share sexual interests Art fe featuring people pose provocatively, sexualized slang, or any hints, hints, hints or mentions of sexual positions or fetish scenarios. The company has long been known for bizarre content moderation choices, at times downright puritanical, at others permissive, in a way that goes beyond the typical vagaries vagaries of monitoring and filtering massive amounts of content. Uh... The site has gotten flack for banning everything from photos posted by breastfeeding mothers to classical art to Stone Age sculpture in a willy-nilly manner. Remember, I think it's now 40% or a very large, certainly more than a third of Facebook staff. A third of its labor expenses, shareholders, 
you'd think maybe Mark Zuckerberg would like a profit too. Uh, that is going towards censorship and content editors. You guys are blowing, I don't know, billions. I'd, I'd, I'd have to look certainly millions, hundreds of millions, certainly that, on having content editors. <sighs> the new sexual solicitation policy starts by saying that while fa Facebook wants to facilitate discussion and draw attention to sexual violence and exploitation, let's only focus on the dark shit of sex. Here's sex. It's this big, varied, wide topic with glorious heavenly highs and and dark evil pedophiliac lows uh good and evil let's focus on the bad shit let's not have any fun oh no hey let's be wisconsin synod sex is bad and you should only have it to make more kids otherwise it's bad but don't focus on the fun crap yeah why would we want to see Hot chicks posing in uh, lingerie or bikinis. You know, fuck that. Fuck that. I want to be reminded of the sexual exploitation of uh, sex slaves and, and unfortunately child porn. That's what I want to be reminded about. As if life isn't depressing enough, that's what Facebook is going to allow. Because what we, what we need is, is we need less attractive women, right? Because there's just too much hot women out there, right? These millennial boys and the Gen Z guys who don't have any testosterone in the nads because all the women are puke-inducingly ugly. There's nothing of inspiration. And hey, maybe there might be a cute chick on there. Nope. Nope. Hey, look, here's a, here's a child prostitute in, in Korea. Oh, my God, stop it. And I go, oh, yay, I'm in such a happy mood now. <clears throat> it draws the line when content fa content facilitates, encourage, or coordinates sexual encounters between adults. Can we pause a moment to appreciate how weird it is that they lump those things together in the first place? Whatever the intent, it reads as if only content coding sex is exploitive, exploitative, uh, violent, and negative will be tolerated on the site, while even encouraging consensual adult sex is forbidden. It goes on to instruct users not to post the following attempts to this is from Facebook attempts to coordinate or recruit for adult sexual activities such as filmed sexual activities, pornographic activities, and Iraq dances or massages. What in fuck's name is there to live for? For God's fucking sake, you damn well know some fat feminist broad who hasn't had her pussy lips spread in, in a zillion years, probably crusted shut. Who the fuck knows? They, hey, you got to get a Huxvarna chainsaw to get at. Not that you'd want to. You need to carpet bomb it with fucking bleach. That's the type of woman that came up with this. That's the type. I'm sorry to sound so crass, but that's the type of woman that came up with this. Oh my God. Who would have thought feminist leftists would be so anti-sex. Who would have thought? Like, what? Yeah, I remember, it was a long time ago, I remember when the liberals were kind of cool in one regard, and that was they were libertarian when it came to social freedoms. And not just what the government would permit, but what society would permit. Hey, you want to be gay and have gay? Go ahead. We're for, you know, whatever. That's live and let live. Hey, you want to go and have sex and be, you, you go right ahead. You want to dress however? You go right ahead. I'll even argue, yeah, girls, you want to get tattoos? Okay, but you can do that. I don't have to like it, but you can do that. And now whatever, viral, I mean that in a virus sense, viral, anti-fun, anti-happiness strain of feminism has got into these young gals that are sitting now, obviously at a decision node, the position of decisional power here in Facebook, 
Now he can't have the fun sex. No, bad sex. Evil sex. Maybe these feminists at Facebook could get together with some Wisconsin Synod pastors. He could all come up with, with a new book on how evil sex is. Explicit sexual solicitation, which is defined as offering or asking for sex or sexual partners, sex chats or conversations in nude images. God, <laughs> face, no wonder Facebook's just going to get really, I mean, they're talking about how people on Facebook, the average age is like 35. Well, that's going to get a lot older now. Implicit sexual solicitation, which is defined as mention of a sexual act along with at least one of the following suggestive elements. How much fucking time do you have to get to this level? I want you to think of a person and the, their mind that came up with this. Just, just think, think they came up with this, like this four bullet point here. Vague, suggestive statements such as looking for a good time tonight. <laughs> Sexualized slang. Sexual hints such as mention of sexual roles, positions, or fetish. Slang. How are they going to enforce this? How are they going to enforce this? Content, hand-drawn, digital, or real-world art that may depict sexual, explicit sexual activity or suggestively posed persons. Offers or requests for other adult activities such as commercial pornography or partners who share sexual fetish interests. Content that engages in sexual sex, explicit sexual solicitation by including, but not limited to, the following offering or asking for <laughs> sex or sexual partners, sex chat or conversations, nude images. Content that offers or asks for other adult activities such as commercial pornography, partners who share fetish or sexual interests. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. This would be banned. This would be banned. This would be banned. I, I can't post this on Facebook. I'm posting it. Oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to post it. We can't post pinup art on Facebook no more. My God. Uh, sexually explicit language that adds details and goes beyond mere naming or mentioning of a state of sexual arousal, wetness or erection, an act of sexual intercourse, sexual penetration, self-pleasuring, or exercising fetish scenarios. Man, you want to talk about prudes, guys. The Christians look to be the crazy people in this one. They look like the party group compared to these guys. Hang on. Meg writes, to be clear, Facebook already had a ban on porn and sexual solicitation on the platform. It was previously stated are the sexual exploitation of adults and adult nudity and sexual activities. This sounds like you almost want to say acts at the end of it, like the government is coming. The Sexual Exploitation of Adult Act of 2010 uh, and the Adult Nudity and Sexual Activity Act of uh, 1997. Like, hey, they're a fucking government. Section of Facebook's content rules. However, the social network decided to flesh out the anti-sexual solicitation policy to help Facebook better address the content on the platform, a company spokesperson told PC Meg. This change was prom prompted in large part by conversations with our content reviewers. <laughs> content reviewers! Censors! Thought police! Nazis! Just call them what they are, all right? Who told us that the sexual exploitation policy did not adequately distinguish between exploitation Example, my ex was a slut. Look at the photo she sent me. And solicitation, example, looking for swingers Friday at 8 p.m. Wear pink, the spokesperson said in an email. 
The company didn't directly comment on concerns. The new policy was too broad. It might prohibit people from engaging in dirty talk on the site. It's not going to. This is going to be a, hey, drugs are illegal, and you're not going to be able to enforce it. But Facebook said it crafted the new rules with input from third-party organizations that specialize in women's and children's safety issues. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you did. And I'm sure their primary goal was children's safety issues. I, I highly doubt it. Um, <clears throat> there's nothing to really talk about. There's nothing to talk about. It, the, the social justice warriors and the culture of big tech are so skewed and so removed, not from the mainstream. I wouldn't even say that. They're so removed from human biology. Heck, they're trying to ban all these radio stations to show how virtue signaling they are, especially in San Francisco, are banning baby it's cold outside. And then when they took a poll, even in San Francisco, 90% of the people said, we want to hear that song. It's perfectly fine. The, these big tech people and the social justice warriors and the corporate virtue signers are getting so far removed from human biology and logic and common sense uh, that the day is coming. No one's going to use it. That's going to be their torpedo. That's how Sears went belly up. This is how Google's going to go belly up or no one's going to follow. They're going to get they're no longer going to be the platform. My God. And no, and it's already happening. The younger generations aren't even what's what's the. Who's on Facebook? Where social? There was that statistic, that study. Oh, uh, social media sites by age. My graphics here is the Pew Re Review, PewInternet.org. Um, <clears throat> how does this chart work? No, that's okay. Here we go. Ages. All right. So the older you get, has the percentage down on the x axis 50. Okay. 50 plus. YouTube and Facebook are the most popular. 18 to 24 and the 20 to 25s, nearly everybody else is on YouTube, 94%. They also tightly group around 80% on Facebook. Yeah, and here's where the difference comes in. The young kids are on the Snapchats and the Instagrams. Twitter is kind of across the board. Well, this doesn't statistically look like the kids are over on Facebook and YouTube as much as anybody else. I could have swore that the teenager, maybe it's the young kids, the teenagers, like the 13s, the 17s aren't on it anymore. God almighty, take away sex. Dude, you take away sex from anything, ain't gonna, nothing's going to happen. That's, that's the only reason men get up in the morning. It's, it's the, go ahead, go ahead, take it away. See how great cars work without fuel. Go ahead. Oh, let's go to the. Super chat room again. Uh, Dr. Com blog being kicked out of 109 places doesn't mean they're doing something right. What the what guys at clubs? Oh, he's talking about Jews, I think. How 109? How'd you get 109? 
Uh, Cappy hates the banks. Guess who owns them? Yeah, pension funds, 401k plans, institutions. No doubt pluralistic percentage of them are Jews own a, a disproportionate percent of uh, various industries, especially Hollywood. I, I can't help it. They work hard, guys. I can't help it. They got they got hustle. You know, dentists, doctors, accountants. I mean, you don't you don't see a lot of panhandling Jews. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up for them. I don't like the fact that you know communism and socialism is also heavily uh, uh, not infiltrated, but uh, disproportionately represented. I don't like the fact that Jews vote Democrat all the time. I mean, you, you, I wish there were more Dennis Prager's of the world. Shapiro Jewish? Hang on. It doesn't matter. And how, think about the world's most famous Jew ever, the most popular Jew, Spike Spiegel. Huh? How can you hate the Jews when they got Spike Spiegel on their team? You can't, the coolest Jew ever, Spike Spiegel. No one got that joke. <clears throat> Get to the final. Sorry, guys. When we do this, I gotta have a bunch of channels open. Um, let's do the League of Extraordinary Podcasters in case you guys get tired of listening to the Clary Podcast uh, and all that other stuff. We have 405media.com. Check that out. Carrie Lutz's site, financialsurvivalnetwork.com. If you're looking for precious metals, central banking, finance, economics, it's really more of an economics blog and a personal financial management blog, I would check that out. Silvio Canto's uh, website, Canto Talk. You can find that on blogtalkradio.com. Um, it is not solely this. He does talk about regular stuff, but he does have um, a show or a segment on Latino politics because uh, he himself is Latino. He's also wrote a book, Cubanos in Wisconsin, because he escaped Cuba when he was 10 or 11 years old. Very interesting book. Uh, that would make a good Christmas book. And then any one of these Western dipshit kids that say, we haven't done communism right. Give them that book and have them, uh, tell them to have a cup of shut the fuck up. O'Shea Jackson, our good friend out in Poland, who has his channel. That's uh, uh, for the black gentlemen out there. But uh, you don't have to be black to enjoy the show because I got, I'm got. i looking forward to it. I'm driving across the country. Going to binge on O'Shea. Nothing's better than driving across Nebraska than listening to O'Shea Jackson because there's nothing. I mean, there's nothing. Nothing. Economic invincibility. Check out him on YouTube. Jim Fear, 138.blogspot.com. Jim Fear, 138.blogspot.com. He has a podcast. He has a blog. And he also does great narration for books. He has recorded several of my books, and he's a very good pro. Uh, agreeable rates as well. TJMartinell.com. Uh, TJ Martinell, if you don't know, <clears throat> he is a real journalist. He lives out in Cascadia. He has a great podcast, um, Mountain Pass podcast. And um, the guy's just really interesting. Uh, he's, I wouldn't say he's Henry David Thoreauian, but he has bought a, a small little cabin out in this mountain town. He has a dog that he goes hiking with. He just put in a wood-burning stone. He's very much a minimalist. He, he hates technology and begrudgingly uses it. And what's interesting about TJ Martinell is he's also into the transsexual community. Um, his favorite person to worship and admire is Ingrid Bergman, who, if you didn't know, uh, was a transgendered person. Uh, we didn't know if she was male or female. The jawline indicates it was male. And I'm totally busting his balls. He, 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 he thinks that Ingrid Bergman is the most attractive woman ever. 
And she's attractive, no doubt, but Sophia Loren blows her out of the water. She just wasn't there. She's just kind of plain-faced Jane, angry bird, and like, well, yeah, you're pretty, but you're not like hubba hubba. I mean, Rita Hayworth, I'll, I'll go, uh, what is it, Ju Julianne Bosmer? Another actress, she played uh, Catwoman, not Eartha Kitt, the other actress that played Catwoman. Woo! No, not Julie Andrews. Ooh, Kiggity. She was a good-looking gal. Ingrid Bergman is just kind of like, oh, yeah, you're pretty. Small-scale life. World-class bullshitters. Entrepreneurs in cars. Rich Cooper. You can find him on YouTube. The Michael Kingswood Podcast. You can go to noncommunistsciencefiction.com. Find all of his podcasts and works there. And uh, safetyphd.com. Safety Visit our good friend, Dr. David Perodin. He's on the show. I'm going to have him do guest asshole consulting, celebrity asshole consulting. Once we get a bunch of those, bunch more requests put in. And that's it. That's it, guys. I have got to clean up for a company party where the wives of the men that will be in attendance will not be hot. <laughs> People are all younger. Let me explain it to the younger boys. I'm going to explain it to you. All right. You're going to get older. And then one of you is inevitably going to be employed at a, at a larger company. <clears throat> I don't know why they do this. I really don't because it, it shows that companies think that they're, that companies are supposed to be social companies blur the line between work and pleasure. I would never have a Christmas party simply because of me too. And the risks and the booze and I never, I would never have it. Um, Maybe I bring in pizza every once in a while, but that that's it. Uh, I pay out a Christmas bonus. I'm like, here's the money. Merry Christmas. You know, that that's all Captain would do. I would not be throwing company Christmas parties. But for the most part, these companies are very boring. Um, they they can be fun. I mean, there's some good food and you'll some you'll meet some interesting people and all that. But you go there and then every guy, every guy in the history of guys that have attended. Chris, company Christmas parties. Don't lie, ladies. Don't be shocked. Oh my God! It's just every guy. He's looking around like, eh, any wives here? I would bang. No, there's one. Wow, you know, for a company that's really rich and a lot of rich people, there's not a lot of trophy wives here. This is not that they actually would, but it's just kind of because like, that's the problem. You being the spouse, you don't know these people. You know, they have a rapport. They have a friend. It's it's fun for the people who work because they know the people. Oh, and there's jokes and it's like, and okay, fine. And hey, free meal. And very thankful. Thank you for the invite. This is very nice. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not I'm not besmirching it or, or lecturing it or anything like that. But but for the people who don't know who the fuck these people are, I, I, I don't know that person. And then then the uh, I don't know. And then RIT guy came in and said baklava. <laughs> and everybody's laughing. You're like, what the fuck? Why is baklava funny? Oh, you got to tell them the baklava story. No, we don't have time. And they're like, oh, and then they're off to some other topic. And you're just sitting there like, and your mind will want it. Like, oh, there's a gal I bang. Okay. Uh, no, it's, uh, no. And, and what you're going to find out is there's, it's not like the movies at all. I'll tell you this, the suburbs, White Bear Lake, pretty, pretty posh, lots of bars, and, you know, fair amount of stay-at-home soccer moms and trophy wives. And you look around, you know, you go out to the grocery store with it. You're like, oh, wow. It's, it's more like Walmart. It's more like Walmart than uh, 
the trophy wives of Beverly Hills. You're like, yeah, maybe I'll just go home and podcast more. <laughs> that's the truth. And that's the truth. All right. You guys got questions. Uh, let me help you out. Go to assholeconsulting.com if you got questions about anything in life, as long as it isn't law. I think that's all I can pay at law. And what do I do with my money? And even then, I can help you out because nine out of 10 times you guys got debt. And I'm going to say, pay off your debt. And I can't get sued for that because. Well, no one got in trouble paying off their debts. Um, check out the books. Check out all those other podcasters. You know, try a little bit of variety here. And um, yeah, that's it. Uh, let me go back to the super chats before I call it, call it on. Is it hustle or nepotism? Both. I'll grant you that. It's hustle and nepotism. I'll grant you that. Um, who is this? Ryan Hadrick was the coolest Jew ever. Have I ever seen Casablanca? Yeah, Reinhard Heydrich. Who's Reinhard Heydrich? Now John's got me curious. What did he do? Hey, Heydrich, Reinhard Heydrich. Oh, great, yeah, nice going. Great, John, just great. <laughs> Christ. Oh, all right. That's it for the Clary podcast. I'll see you guys later. Toodles.